Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Father, thanks a million for this blessed opportunity to be your children and to be in your presence. We pray, oh God, that by your word and by your spirit, you will speak to us in a way that will understand. I pray for every family gathered here that the blessing of fatherhood and the blessing it comes with will rest upon us in the name of Jesus. As we have fellowship with your word today, Lord, speak to us in a way that will understand. Let nobody under the sound of my voice leave here the same. Heal them that are wounded, them that are broken. Give us an opportunity to inherit a blessing in the name of Jesus. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Well, you may be seated in the presence of God. One more time, I want you to appreciate the white church, the saved church, actually, not just, not just the white church, the saved church. And I, on their behalf, I just want to also I extend an invitation to you if you're between the ages of zero to um, 18, the safe church is for you. Amen. And come be a part of it. I know some of you are older than the age, therefore have missed out on your opportunity to be part of it, to be groomed in a way um, that God would have loved for you to be groomed. But it's not too late. And you have the opportunity to help somebody else be part of it. Amen. There are so many. That boy who lives in your area who you are always complaining that he's so bad. If you were to bring him to white church, something would change about him. You will see that same guy here dancing for the Lord. Instead of stealing your things when you are not at home. Do you understand? So the solution, you have a role to play in the solution to your problem. Hallelujah. Can somebody say a smiley amen? amen? Yeah, so this is just, God bless you, Safe Church. You guys have done fantastic. Especially on the stage. I don't know. I don't know. I 
I think I underestimated your cold. I've not been here in a while, so. But it's cold. Yeah. Wow. What a shock. Well, today is Father's Day. Before we get into Father's Day, also, we have a new book in the system called Seeing and Hearing. All right. Written by the father of the church, Bishop Doug Ewart Mills. And we are launching this book today. All right. Why are books important? We have what we have called the Bible today because people wrote things down. Do you get it? If people did not write down, if Moses did not write down the instructions God gave to him, we will not have the first five books of Moses, which we call the Torah. We will not have them. Do you get it? If Paul did not write the letters, we will not have 60% of the New Testament. If Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John did not document their experience with the Lord Jesus Christ, we will not have the Gospels. Do you get it? So, writing of books is important. And we've seen over time that Christianity has survived by people writing. Our faith has survived by people writing. So, I'm excited to be in a church where the founder writes. Do you get it? Because some time may come, maybe 100 years from now, 1,000 years from now, Maybe our church will no longer be there, but the books will be there. Do you get the churches that this church of Corinth, church of um, Laodicea, church of Philippi, all these, uh, even the church of Galatia. Of course, of course the Gal- church of Galatia, we all know why they are not there. But the rest of the churches, they should have been there, but they are not there. It's the letters that are there. Do you, do, you, do you understand? So, the books are important, and I want us all to support it. Amen. Amen. Support the books, okay? So, we are launching, we just have a few copies, about three and a half of them to launch today, okay? And um, because I'm here, uh, this book is being launched for 500 rands, but because I am here today, I'm launching it for just 200 rands for the first five people who will buy, Okay? 200 rands for the first five people who support this book. So you want to get a copy, just come get it quickly. Just first five. I told you I have only three and a half plus one. So first five people who get it just for 200 rands and I will be done with you. Pastor Priscilla, you are dancing very nicely. All right. Oh, my wife wants to buy one for me. Okay, as a Father's Day present. Two more to go, two more to go. Two more to go. Two more to go. Buy one for a father. Oh, hearing and seeing. I didn't say much about the book, though. This, oh, okay. Oh, Father, Father Noah. Oh, okay, Father Merlin. Wow. What a wonderful present. Please, if you've taken my book also, please make sure you bring the money. <laughs> All right, powerful. Who's, who's responsible for this? LP Yvonne. All right. So just forward the money to LP Yvonne. Let's get it over and done with. All right. Powerful. Well, Father's Day is a good day to share something little with 
all of us and um, just for 40 minutes, 45 minutes, let me share something with you. You know, Father's Day, Father's Day is supposed to be one of the happiest days on the calendar. Do you get it? But unfortunately, uh, due to maybe some experiences, and especially where we are, where we have a lot of absentee fathers, for many children, it's not a happy time. Some, for some of you, you've had bad experiences with your fathers and so on and so forth. You get it? But Father's Day must be celebrated. Do you get it? Because Father's Day is a day that we celebrate even God himself. Because God sits in the office of a father. Jesus taught us to pray. He said, after this manner, pray thee. Say, our father. When you get to pray, they came to Jesus. They said to Jesus, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And Jesus said, when you pray after this manner, this is the order by which you pray. When you pray, say, our father. It means address God. See God in a certain type of relationship. Tendai, you are welcome to Peter Marisberg, the city of our God. He said, address God as your father. So the main, one of the main things Jesus came to do on this earth was to restore us to God, restore that relationship, father and child relationship. Do you guys? So each time we celebrate Father's Day, it's actually God we are celebrating. And we who have gotten the opportunities to be, the opportunity to be fathers, have gotten an opportunity to just act as God for just, in God's stead for just a little while. So if God has given you that opportunity, really appreciate it and give it your best. Amen. Amen. And you and I, let us change the narrative. Amen. Amen. I said you and I as fathers, let us change the narrative and make a difference. So that one day it will come to pass. Boy, I'm feeling cold. One day it will come to pass. No, it's okay. I'll be fine. That's why I'm moving a lot. One day it will come to pass that when it's Father's Day, people will be excited that it's Father's Day because of you. Amen. Amen. Now, for those of you where there's no father, the Bible tells us in Psalm 27, I think verse number 10, it says, when my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will pick me up. Do you get it? So, when you, your father is not there or your mother is not there, it gives God full opportunity to be a father to you. The Bible says that he's a father to the fatherless. Okay? Please. Aesthetics. Okay? Aesthetics. Yeah, but also, it's fine. It's fine. We'll be okay. Don't worry. Once we start flying, we will be okay. The blood will pump. <laughs> All right. Some, please, where is my scripture? I said, when my father and mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. So God is giving us opportunity to, to, to have him directly as a father without any interruptions. Amen. And God is a better father than your father could have been. 
Amen. God, God, I believe I'm a very good father to my children, but God is a far better father than I am. Amen. Yeah. Better. I mean, I know Pastor, Pastor Priest is a very nice father. I mean, I would love to have a father like Pastor Priest. He can dance. I mean, remember once upon a time, as a country, we elected a president just because he could dance and sing. Do you, do you remember? We had a president like that. Because he could dance, the other one could not dance and could not sing. But he could dance and he could sing. He could run his hand on his cheese cup and say, Mishinewa, Mishinewa. And then we are all happy. Do you get it? So that, dancing is a skill. They asked me to dance yesterday. I said, look, this thing of going this way, going, look, when I come, I'll forget. So don't, don't put me under pressure. Yeah, don't embarrass me on a Sunday. Let me stay in my comfort zone, which is preaching. Do you see? But Pastor Priestley, he can preach and he can dance. But God is a much better father. Amen. Do you get it? Now, also, when there's no father, I'm coming to something quickly. When there's no father, God replaces the father by giving you another father. That's what we call a substitute father. So God gives you a substitute father. In 1 Corinthians chapter, I think, 15 verse 4 or 4 verse 5 or one of them. Our scripture for the day, what is it? The Bible says that Paul is talking to them and he says that ye have not many fathers. Though 415 says, though ye have 10,000 instructors in Christ. Means, although you have many teachers, you don't have many fathers. But in Christ Jesus, have I begotten you. A father is somebody who gives birth to you. Do you get whose seed by which you come into existence? And because God knows that each of us need a father, do you get it? He gives us an opportunity to have a father. So one of the places God gives you a father is in the church. That somebody begats you into Christ. God is giving you an opportunity to have a father. Guys, you will not know how to be a man without a father. Many of you, if you don't embrace the father that God has given to you and learn to be somebody who survives under authority you you grow up to also become abusive men you just repeat you continue the the cycle and the cycle is a vicious one when we say a cycle it means something that repeats itself when we say it's vicious it means it's aggressive it doesn't disappear you can't pray it you can't just then it's gone no your tongue is not enough it's aggressive that's why we call it vicious this is so it will repeat itself so God gives you an opportunity as you sit in the church to relate with the father, to learn to be a father, to relate with authority, to learn to take authority. So when you come to church and somebody tells you, sit down, and you don't sit down, you are just preparing to become an abusive father also. Yeah. Amen. I say, say amen. amen. You are just going to become it. It's just fast forward 15 years from now, you will be it. But when you learn to take instruction, you learn to operate under authority, you are learning to also be in authority. So when you come in authority, you will see you know how to get people to get things done without beating them. 
many of our men, the only way we know how to exert authority is to beat. If you were to ask the ladies to speak now, you will not be happy at all. That's why gender-based violence is a big thing here. The absence of fathers. Amen. Ladies, also if you don't learn to receive a father, you will be bad wives. You will be like demon-possessed witches. I when the blood starts pumping there, the cold will go away. Yeah, I'm getting warm. You will become that because you have not learned to see a man in authority. Everything is you have to rebel. Yeah, you'll be independent, do what you like. You cannot be it. Somebody must show you what to do and you learn it. So when you grow up, you now know how to have a man, have a husband. Not just a man, not every man moving around is your boss. No. No. Not every man you go, your driver. He tells you, sit down, then you sit down. Something must be wrong with you. You must drive and he must sit at the back of the car and enjoy them. But your husband becomes your head. God has established all these authorities for a reason, which is what I'm coming to, and then we can go home for lunch. So it's important that we learn. That's why many ladies are, if you go and check, no father, absentee father. Not because she's also, father was absent. You have to like go and investigate. Now you understand. Father is upset. Yeah. It's not your fault. <laughs> I can't blame you. <laughs> but like, what is my point? Let us change the narrative in our time. We can't blame the people who were there before us. We can't blame our fathers. We can't blame our mothers. We can't blame anybody. Let us change the narrative. That's why brothers start to live a proper life. Or else you have children who you don't know about. One in Amtata, one in Janin, another one by Moy River, by the toll gate. All he does is toy toy. Then every day you are complaining, why are they attacking truck drivers? One of them is yours. Brothers, amen. Yeah, so start living a proper life. You have a child at Cape Point. Cape Point. How did you get to Cape Point to have a child at Cape? Where were you going to? India? Or where? <laughs> Pastor Steve, Cape Point. Oh. So where were you going to? <laughs> India Ocean or Atlantic Ocean? Where? Oh, God. Now, why is it so? Because having a father or a parent ushers us into a life of blessing. Amen. Amen. So the famous scripture we read all the time on Father's Day or Mother's Day. Now I'm preaching both Father's and Mother's because Mother's Day you didn't give me a chance to be here. So I've, I'm, I've come with all of it combined. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 1 to 3. The Bible tells us that children obey your parents in the Lord why? Because this is right. This is right. Verse 2. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise. 
that it may be well with thee that thou mayest live long on this earth. God has put a blessing with honoring of our parents, be it mother, be it father. Some of us, our mothers are both mother and father at the same time. They are multitasking. Hallelujah. Amen. Once upon a time, my children were very small, maybe one and two or two and a half or something. I'm very small, two or two, three, they are about. Their mother had to go and work in Johannesburg. So I became their mother and their father. Two in one. I mothered them and fathered them. I mean, for a long period, not one weekend. Stop thinking, you are thinking too small. Over a long period of time, even when we lived in Jobek, their mother worked in Bluefontein for a whole year. I lived with them, me and them. And both mother cooked for them everything. Anything they know how to eat, I cooked for them. Yeah. Do you guys? So some of your mothers do both. Bible says, honor them so that it will be well with you. So that you will, it says, it is the first commandment with a promise. It's a first one that comes with a promise, with a blessing. Do you see? So when God gave Moses the Ten Commandments, he said, thou shalt not do this, thou shalt not do this, thou. none of them, he added a blessing. When he got to honor your father and mother, he added a blessing to it. He said, that one, when you do it, it will be well with you. Many of us don't see this thing as a great blessing because in life, your greatest need represents your greatest breakthrough. I mean, if you meet a lady who's looking for a husband, you can even give her a car. She doesn't feel it's powerful. Unless the car is male. <laughs> Unless you give her a male car. But, no, 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 no. A husband is what, if you meet a wife, a, 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 a wife looking for a child. No matter what you give her, she doesn't see it as something fun. All she wants is a child. A mother told me recently, I know God can do it. Why is he not doing it? I don't want anything. I don't want a house. I, I just want a child. As I stood there, my heart broke. Do you see? So your greatest, and because our greatest need is financial, Anything that doesn't come in a financial way doesn't represent a blessing. So even when you come and say, God bless you, we start to check our pocket. Has something come inside? Is it moving? Do you get it? Because your greatest need currently is financial. But you go to some places, when they talk about blessing, they don't think about money. You see rich families, there's always a mental patient in the, in the family. How do you know? Somebody's a drug addict, somebody's on meth, somebody's on this, somebody's on that, somebody's on this. You see somebody has multiple split personalities, multiple, but today, this morning, she's okay. She's a sanguine. This afternoon, she's melancholic. By the evening, she's a crazy lady. In the same family, with a Jaguar parked in the garage. I said, with a Jaguar parked in the garage. Yeah, it's like a two. When she gets angry, she breaks everything in the house. 
or let me stop using the she pronoun. When he gets angry, he breaks everything in the house. Meanwhile, they are rich. They all they want in that family is peace. It's peace. If there can be some peace. You know, one, one day, there was, I think, a soccer something in the country I was living. Soccer, this type of World Cup in the country I was living in at that time. And some white people came there. They were just, and that street is famous for white people, tourists, and, and some boys were just, they were just singing. They were happy. The game is over the weekend, though. And they were singing. So they said, hey, what's going on? So there's a game over the weekend. The people are happy if you go to Soweto, Orlando, and all this. You see, it's common, common happening in these places. And they say, hey, why are they so happy? So, no, they are just preparing for the game. Then the white guy said, you guys are really happy in this country. Really, really. Where they come from, people don't just get happy. No, and start singing in the street like they are happy they are singing. And I'm sure those of us who come from the rural areas, we see, and all of us come from a rural area. No, the way you look at me is like, oh, you are talking about them. I know you come from a rural, I mean, for some of you, your rural is even more. I mean, when I said it, I, I cast the corner of my eye this way. I saw a look from, so as for me, I, I come from Peter Marie. Please stop, 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 stop. Since you come from Peter Marie, Christmas, I want to see you here. Okay, Christmas, I want to see you here. No, go, no, don't go anywhere. Let's be here. Yeah, you see that the people are happy. This is the blessing the Bible is talking about that it will be well with you. Like you, you will be well. You will be okay. And you will live long. Death will not be threatening you all the time. How do you acquire this blessing? By honoring your parents. By honoring the parents God has given to you. The mother God has given to you. The father God has given to you. By honoring such a one, you give yourself the opportunity to acquire this blessing. Now you are supposed to honor your parents all the days, not of their lives, but of your life. Of your life. Luvuyo. Of your life. Not their life. Your life. For as long as you are alive. Of your life. Now, why is the emphasis of your life important? Because our life, we move from stage to stage in our lives. Everybody moves from, there's a point that you are a child, there's a point that you are a teenager, there's a point that you are an adolescent, there's a point that you are a young adult, there's a point that you are an adult. At all those stages, you are supposed to honor your parents. Amen. Even when you are as old as they are, I mean, the, you, you, you could get to, if you live for a long time, let's say if you live till you are about 70, your child could easily be about 45. Do you see? And your child's child could be about 20. Do you see it? Even 
at that point when you are 45, you are supposed to honor your, 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 your parents. So, oh, but now we are all parents. You are supposed to honor them. And that's where people miss it. So when you, you are now an adult and they are also, they say, oh, but you don't buy food for me. You don't. I'm your parent till you don't exist anymore. Even in heaven, you may be surprised. But I'm just, I know about it. <laughs> do, do you get it? So for as long as we are alive, we are supposed to honor our parents. And there's a way to honor your parents at every stage, which is what I want to teach you today. And then in quick, in 10 minutes, and then we go home. How to honor your parents as a child is different from how to honor them as even a teenager. As a child, how are you supposed to honor your parents? Obey them. Children, verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. A child's responsibility is to obey their parent. It's as simple as that. Sit down, you sit down. Stand, you stand. Sleep, you sleep. Wake up, you wake up. That's why the most famous scripture about that parents used to, t- to, to teach their, their children is, because I said so. How many of you have heard that scripture before? Daddy, why? Because I said so. And children have a very common question. It's like they agree before they come to this world. Why? Everything, why? Because their minds are curious. They are growing up. It's part of a child who doesn't ask why is also not a good child. Because you have to ask why to learn. There's a quest to know why things are done. That's, it, it helps you to grow up. But the most important scripture verse that parents always use is because I said so. It's finished. Anything without an explanation, the explanation is because I said so. Why is because I said so right? Because you are supposed to obey your parents. Simple. So if your parents said it, that's it. If mommy said it, that's it. If daddy said it, that's it. Obey. Children, obey your parents. Hey, pastor, you don't know my, my parents. My parents, they, no, when you are a child, you don't even know anything. Picture a baby. Where is Pilar? What does he know? No, let's be serious. What does he know? He, he his own name, he doesn't know. He calls himself Yaya. Who named him Yaya? Yaya. That's his name. Like, when you ask him, who are you? Yaya. Meanwhile, your name is not Yaya. Your name is Pilar. Even your name, you don't know it. So what contribution do you make? What intellectual contribution do you make to your existence and into what you do? Because you don't know even your name. Even something has come on. Nobody, I mean, as for your name, everybody knows it. Everybody, if they ask your name, you don't remember, it means you have a medical condition. Either mental or amnesia. I mean, all around the same region. Dementia, something. Do you get it? So, even your name, you don't know. Yet, you want us to consult. Let's make a decision, you know. Bring, bring, you bring your ideas. We bring. Then you have no idea to bring. You have no idea. Use that ideas to remember your name. I said, if you have ideas, use it to first remember your name. Do you, do you understand? So the first thing is just obey. 
And when you, when you watch it, when children are very little, that's all they do. And that's the God set up. They just cry. Mother puts them to sleep. Sleep. Carry them. Well, even where to go, they don't contribute to. I want to go. They just follow. They just carry. They just obey. They just obey. As a child, all you do is to obey your parents. That's the real. Let me show you scriptures in the Bible. Since you are arguing. obey them. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For it's the right thing to do. The Bible says it's the right thing. Now, Bible says be subject to every authority that you are under. For there's no authority on this earth which is not set by God. God himself establishes authority. And we must learn to be even under authority wherever we find ourselves. In the, in the home, the father is the authority. The parent is the authority. In the church, God has established the pastor as that authority. In the nation, God has established the government as the authority. You go against them, you go against your own life. Hallelujah. You go against your own life. If you don't subject, hey, please, do you know Syria Maposa's government? He can have $4 million at his own house. And we don't know where it comes from. Look, look, as much as having $4 million is questionable and everything, his pocket changed to a, a billionaire. Think about it. Be pragmatic. Let the law follow its course. But... To think that he has stolen your four million when the guy has billions. Maybe you don't understand numbers. You are like the former president. Anyway. <laughs> Let me bring it to your level. Okay. The guy has 4,000 grants. And you you are saying that he has stolen your forearms. Think about it. Forearms. I mean, he has 4,000. If he's going to steal, he might as well steal another 1,000. But forearms. What difference will it make to 4,000? Think about it. How much is he worth? I'm not saying that he's not wrong. No, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying... Take the stealing part out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have. That's why you see it as something. I mean, if you were to give me, I was wondering, so that four, four million dollars, why didn't he bring the tithe to us as a church to sort out one or two, I mean, one or two things. Just one or two things, but that's a discussion for another day, you know, but stop thinking of stealing. Yeah, maybe some laws have been broken, but not stealing. Anyway, back to what I was saying. These are authorities, and you obey them. If you don't want to obey a traffic cop, don't drive. No, don't drive. Yeah, don't drive. Or don't drive where they are. Simple. 
Because it's an authority. Eh? I've gone to school more than, I'm a chemical engineer. It doesn't matter. If you are driving on our street, traffic cop will say stop. I mean, I went to home affairs this week. I saw a security man. Said, stand, lift your hand. I said, I lifted up my hand. Any weapons? Coolly. I just went coolly. I didn't ask him, do you know who I am? No, 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 no. He's the authority there. He has a one. I said, thank you. He said, stand there. My son passed. Hey, come, come. Lift your hand. Simple. It's the authority. Don't obey and see. You will go home. Whatever you were coming to do, you won't do again. You will go home. So as a child, we must learn to obey. Now, many of us are not children. The children are downstairs. But when you are a child, you obey. Now, when you become a teenager, things change. Okay. Hey, pastor, finally you have reached my zone. I am free. I don't have to obey my parents again. It says, honor your father and mother. When you become a teen and an adolescent, you honor your parents. Amen. You honor them. What does it mean? You show them respect. <laughs> it's different from obey. Obey, you don't ask any question. You just start to obey. It's like being in an army. There's a slogan in the army, obey before complain. Give you a shoot, you shoot before you say, ah, but this guy, he looks like one of us. The instruction is shoot. Just shoot. Now, when you become a teenager and an adolescent, you respect, you show honor. Why? Because now you've started to understand things and you start to have opinions about things. Because of the things even your parents have taught you. So now you understand. Hot, cold, quick, short. Oh, you understand all these things. So at that point, what do you do? You respect them. You honor them. Let's read from another verse. You understand what, what the Bible is saying. Even Le- Leviticus 19.30 says, Ye shall fear every man his mother and his father. And Keep my Sabbath, I am the Lord. When you read from the NLT, it says, Each each of you must show great respect to your mother and your father. You show them respect. So, what does it mean? Your father says, do this. Maybe your opinion is this. Oh, daddy, how about this and this? And he says, no, do it. You just, okay. Okay, you don't, you don't just say, but me too, I can't tell me too, I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to, no, 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 no. That's when you are allowed to say what you also think. But if he takes it great, if he doesn't, you show them respect. You honor them. You appreciate even their efforts. Amen. You appreciate their efforts. Many children don't know the effort that their parents make. This is, this is where the care starts. So. You see, this, uh, you don't know the effort that your parents have made. 
appreciate their sacrifice. The things they've had to sacrifice for you to be around. If I look at the amount of school fees I pay, and I think about it, the type of life my wife and I could have had. What we could do with the school fees. I mean, what we could do with the school fees. Even I think of the many things my wife has asked me that I've not been able to provide. Just because I'm paying school fees. If I wasn't paying school fees. Yeah, and I don't have many children. I only have two. The guy who was on the stage, he had about five or six. I can imagine how much school fees he pays. Appreciate their efforts. Appreciate their sacrifice. Who, who is a parent? A parent is someone who could have been rich and has sacrificed to become poor. Pastor Spiel is somebody who could have been rich and for his children has decided to become poor. Yeah, it's the most sacrificial job in the world. Yeah, you spend your everything on them and when they become something, they just leave you. No, 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 no. Look, look, all the children who stay at home are the children who are unsuccessful. You look in your family. No, don't look far. Don't look in your neighbor's house. Just look in your house. That your brother who's at home. He didn't pass matric. That's why he's at home. If he had passed, he'll be gone by now. Long time. All of the people who pass, all of the people who do well, they all go away. From the parents who sacrificed to bring them up. The only people who are still there are those who are causing problems. Couldn't pass, couldn't do anything. So they have to stay home. Yeah. No, but every family needs one or two of those. Don't get me wrong. Every family needs... Or else there'll be nobody to take care of Makulu. And you'll be surprised. Everybody has become a doctor. There'll be nobody to take care of your mother. Yeah, the, the, you, you see, you see our brothers, our, our brothers who have a different skin pigmentation. You see that when you get to 60, 65, they go and put you in a home. Because no, there's nobody to care for you. Everybody is busy with something. But we, by all means, <laughs> there'll be one cousin. <laughs> yeah. So please, when you are praying that everybody should pass matric, at least pray that there'll be one <laughs> who will listen. <laughs> No, but our children will do well. And we will not be left alone. Yeah. Do you know why we will not be left alone? 
Because we are busy investing in other people's children. So we'll always have children around. Like now, I'm pastoring people who I used to be their pastor. And then their children are now my church members. Yeah, last Sunday I went to church. One guy who I was his pastor in 2004. His child came to church to become my church member. Now, that guy, he's old. He has gone far away from where I am. But his child has come to replace him. I'm going to pastor his child, God willing, well. When his child reaches the stage where she wants to go away, her child will become my church member. I always have children around me. You to be interested in what God is doing, you will never be left alone. Yeah. But appreciate their efforts, their sacrifice. Accept their discipline. I thought I won't talk about it. Accept their discipline. Because when you are a teen, you have to be disciplined. Because that's when your foolishness magnifies. Not only manifests, but magnifies, becomes bigger. And we are all like that. That's what Zuko was telling us. Sometimes they whip us to put us in the right lane. Because when you are a teenager, a lot of ideas occur to you. One man said, never underestimate the foolishness of a teenager. I say it again in Zulu. Never underestimate the foolishness of a teenager. Do, do, do you understand it? Don't think you, you, I mean, oh, you've seen it all. When you are dealing with, when you are dealing with a little child, like zero to around nine, ten, you can see it all. But a teenager... You have not seen it all. No, 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 no. They can surprise you, you'll be shocked. A teenager. Oh, look, they will. They, doctor, you know everything she can do. Chances of her surprising very small. But when she's a teenager, you can never. No, never. They can surprise you, you'll be so surprised. You'll be shocked how surprised you are. So the man said, never underestimate the foolishness of a teenager. The most unbelievable thing, you'll see they have done it. Yeah. Look, one day, I was living in a house. And I had two teenagers in the house. I went to sleep. I woke up at dawn. When I came, I saw my microwave sitting on the floor. So I was wondering, why did it move from here? To did it jump? Did it? But I, I came to pray, so I didn't. I didn't need the microwave. When I wake up at dawn, the first thing I need is the kettle. Microwave. Chances that I need. I need microwave usually around four in the afternoon. And in the morning, nothing to do with microwave. Kettle. So, if it was the kettle, I will become worried. But it was the microwave. So, I continued my life. Then, 
it's not a new, it's not a current problem. So fine, it's sitting there. Then just around 9, 10, now we have to move here. So why is the microwave sitting here? It's in our way. Later, when I found out what had happened to the microwave and how, it's not even, the microwave was poor. Fast forward. The microwave was dead. Okay. But the cause of death, up to today, I I can't believe it. I said what? I can't believe how the microwave died. The cause of death, the reason. Like the reason why that thing was being done. I can't believe it. Up to today. <laughs> you, you, see, you see those days that the washing machine is covered. We all want to see how it's been. Yes, so they know curious. So you want to, as soon as you open it, it pauses. Is that not? Uh-huh. So they made a glass top so that it can be spinning and you see. So we can understand those curious questions. But with my microwave, up to today, I still don't understand. Yeah, that's when you see that a teenager is stupid. And it's not a particular teenager, all of us. So God gives us parents to curb that foolishness, to control it, to control it. So that even we don't, the foolishness doesn't destroy us. Do do, 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 do you understand? So we are not, Bible says a foolish man is destroyed by his own fully. If you see a foolish man die, cause of death is foolishness. And not somebody's foolishness. His foolishness. So the parent of a teenager is to help you not to allow the foolishness that is with you. Bible says, foolishness is bound to the heart of a child. So it's already there. So the job of your parent is to make sure that that foolishness doesn't destroy you. Until such a time where you now have the mental capacity, the emotional capacity, the spiritual capacity to see the foolishness and say, no, this is what you will lead to. Don't you see when you advise many people, they say, oh, mine will be different. When you, when you, let's say if you take hot water and you pour it on yourself, you will get burns. It's not a curse. It's not wickedness. It's not magic. But you will tell a teenager that that, he will tell you no. Oh, my skin is thicker. Mine will be different. Yeah, don't we all have those feelings when you are young? That's how it is. Oh, as of you, I will not be caught. How many of you have watched movies you see like, let's say people steal? Then they'll say, oh, I'm doing the last one. And then it's the last one that they are caught. And you sit down and think that, oh, if you had just stopped here, you would have been okay. Then the last one. Why do you think it sells in movies? Because that's how all of us are. It's when you mature, then you realize that, no, 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 this thing is a trick. The next one is the one that they will catch. That's that's, that's, That's how come you can predict the movies. That's how you even see people are not able to stop. There's, because there's something in us called greed. 
So when you just, when you think it's time to start, oh, there's always a big, oh, you got one million. We can flip this and make it 10. Imagine what you can do with 10. Then the person is caught by it, hooked onto it, till they are arrested. Till they are caught. So your parents' job is to discipline you, tell you sleep. No, 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 you are not going. You are not going. You can throw a tantrum, you can shout, you can roll, but you are not going. Because a time will come. When you, have you asked yourself as a teenager, why don't your parents go for these things? Now their mind is matured enough to see that those things don't give anything. And they are able to control themselves. But you as a teenager, you can't unless there's somebody to discipline you. And to insist on what must be done. So many of us who have the opportunity to be parents over teenagers, who are, and we are not disciplining them, even over children, we are not disciplined. And discipline doesn't mean beat them. Although beating them is part of it. What's what, what my son? Somebody said they'll beat, the beating will be what? Scrumptious. Tantalizing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The beating you will get, it will be so tantalizing. It's part of discipline. Hey, Pastor, what are Foolishness is bound to the heart of the child, Proverbs 22, 15. But the rod of correction will drive it far from it. Hey, Pastor, is it legal to beat a child in South Africa who will go for holidays in Zimbabwe? Is it illegal in Zimbabwe? We'll go, to, we'll go for a, tour, a, a holiday in Zimbabwe. Just across the border. And then discipline you and then we come back in. You will bring the pain into the country. We'll go to Lesotho. By the time we come out of the kingdom of Lesotho, oh, you'll be well disciplined. It's part of it. So those of us who are our parents and we are not learning to discipline our children, we are actually robbing them off, of even self-control, to control themselves. Yeah, we are denying them. So, hey, he wants Jordan, I buy Jordans. He wants a Nike, Air Force, I buy Air Force. He wants... Sometimes saying no is part of it. It's also to teach the child that you, it's not everything you want that you can have. Yeah. Sometimes my children ask me for, before they start asking, I said the answer is no. But you don't know what I'm going to ask. Yes, it's still no. Whether I know or I don't know, the answer is no. Daddy, no. Oh, I was just calling you. Yes, no. Don't call me. Don't call me. Please, please. Because I, I've, been, I've been a parent by the grace of God for, for a while. I know my children have a way that when they call me, they are coming to ask for something. You see, you see that sometimes if, when, I, when I'm there, you say, Bishop, then I say, yeah, yeah. There's a way my children call. When they call me, that's what I respond. Yeah, yeah. I know what it is. And there's a way they call me, I don't respond. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't start it with you. I started it with my children long ago. I've just introduced you to it now. Yeah. When they come in a particular, and I don't say it because if I say it, then they'll try to change it. When they come me in, I know, ah, it's going to, how much is it going to cost me? This one, if I respond, it will cost me something. You have to learn to be able to say, some of your parents cannot say no. I mean, why can't you say no, Pastor Speedway? Christian must learn how to take no from now. Because the reality of life is that it's not everything you are looking for that you are going to get. So if you don't teach the child that no is also part of life, now they will pay astronomical prices for things. Yeah, because they want it. It's like a child who has been having a party all since she was growing up. The father called her princess every day, party, every birthday, there's a party. Then she comes to marry you, then the next birthday, you are no used to, you are a Zulu man from, the, look. 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 Even 16, there was no party. 21, there was no party. You have, they didn't even remember. Then you have come to live with me, you say party. 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 Hey. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I was being reminded, I think sometime this year, that we have to plan a party. I said, party for who? For who? So, your son. I said, ah, but I thought we did one party for every, every age. We are finished. I said, I was so shocked. No, honestly, I was so surprised that I have to do a party this year too. I said, ah, but I had a party last year. Say, hey, the same reason. That's, hell. I'm still surprised. No, not even for him, for the other guy. I said, ah, but they were both at the party. They should share. <laughs> so please, parents, learn it. Teenagers, learn it. When we say no, it's not an act of wickedness. No. It's not an act. We are not being wicked. being wicked. Sometimes you don't even know what we have or what we can afford. You just think you want it. So you must get it. Well, I won't never get. Yeah. Now, when you are an adolescent, I say, how to honor your parents throughout your life? When you are an adolescent, Accept their discipline. Intelligent children listen to their parents. Proverbs 13 verse 1. Foolish children do their own thing. I'm reading from the Message Bible. It says, intelligent children listen to their parents. Foolish children do their own thing. When you discipline them, when you correct them, oh, I do whatever I like. You are just dealing with a foolish child. As an adolescent, appreciate them. Now you are becoming an adult. Appreciate your parents. Now you begin to even understand things. You even begin to see your parents' mistakes. 
Oh, this thing they did. I mean, sometimes when you look at your parents, you can see that now you even know things they don't know. You know things they don't know. Today's parents don't know how to do things on their phones. And today's children will be teaching you. When you say, oh, how do you do this? Then they just do it quickly. They won't show you. They won't show you. They want you to be dependent on them. And stop shaking your head. Sometimes if they show you, you can't understand. You can't understand. Look, your life is easier to shout. Child number two, come and do the wazala. Come and do this. It's easier than to try to understand. Because when they are now showing, they mention something, you are so confused. You are, it's like, oh, look, I'll come and do it for you every day. Just call me. Because they've been teaching you for three weeks. Every day you have forgotten. But as a child or as a, an adolescent, don't let that deceive you. To tell, because I have to show them this. I, I mean, sometimes I'm there, my internet will go off. Then I'll call my son. Come in. Make the internet work. I, if I, I call, when they enter, I say, why is the internet not working? They don't even know that it's not working. No. I say, why is it not working? They understand what it means. Oh, it's working. Okay, good. We all just go for it. It doesn't mean that you are now the authority in the house. Hello? Hello? It doesn't mean you are now the authority. You understand some things. Now you know that, oh, this is this, this is that. Even you may see some instructions that they gave you that perhaps was wrong. But hey, look, if your parents don't know anything at all, their parental instincts for you is always right. Yeah. Their instincts for you as a parent is right. It's right. God gave it to them. Even a broken clock is right twice a day. Yeah. I said, hey, my father is a drunkard. Even a broken clock it's right twice a day. And you may be surprised that that twice a day is the most important time that you need in your life as a, as, 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 as a child. That two times that they will be right for you is life and death. And you can only get that two times when you obey what they say. Even as a teen, one of the things, you, one of your quests should be to make your parents happy. To make your parents happy. Now, those of you who are old already and your parents are also old, I'll address you, then we close. Because today I'm serving everybody. Nobody will escape. As a child, your job and your duty and your goal should be to make your parents happy. What makes them happy? Do it. What is it that will make them happy? Do it. <laughs> Do it. Proverbs twenty three twenty five. Thy father and mother shall be glad, and she that bore thee shall rejoice. When you read it in the Message Bible, it says, 
Wise children become proud parents, so make thy father happy and make your mother proud. As a child, what you should find out, hey, I'm in first year university, I'm in second year, what you should find out that what is it that make, will make my parents happy? And that's what you should do. The world will say, do whatever you like. Have your own mind. Look, your goal should be to make your parents happy. It says that thy father and thy mother, it's unfortunate you don't have nice versions. Thy father and thy mother shall be glad. And the one who gave birth to you will rejoice. Bring them joy. Make them happy. If you stay at home, it's what makes them happy. Stay at home. He says you. <laughs> Make them happy. What, they, what makes them happy do? I see some of the parents are thinking, it's not too late. Next week, bring them. I'll preach again. Don't worry. <laughs> do what makes them. Every, every parent wants to wants to be happy in their children. And they want to be happy by you doing what they want. What makes them happy? Not what you like. Yeah. Go to school and pass. You don't want to sit at home and watch Netflix. Your parents will not be happy. And it will not be well with you. It will not be well with you. Your goal should be to make them happy. Whatever, what makes them, the question you should ask is, what will make daddy happy? What will make mommy happy? And that's what you should do. Hey, Pastor Matt, if you let us, why church, you let us jump around and everything. I ask them to do that. And then you got, after we've done all this, you thought you would be happy, now you are shouting at us. Please, I'm not shouting at you. I'm shouting with you. <laughs> with you. Oh, I'm shouting for you. Friendly encounter. Yeah. Make them happy. Yeah. Hello. Hey, why will I make myself happy? It's by making them happy that you'll be happy. And look at the verse that it says, good children become good parents. The verse before. Let me read it to you in the message. And he that begotteth a wise child shall, okay, you found something. Message, it says, parents rejoice when their children turn out well. Is that not so? Wise children make their become proud parents. So make your make your father and mother happy. Now, when you are an adult, let me address that and then we close. If your parents are Christians, walk in Christ, it will make them happy. Tell John 1 for the Bible says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. 
cancer. I have no greater joy. Nothing makes me happier when I see my children doing well in truth. I even told my children, I prefer you are a bad boy, but you are honest. Than you are dishonest. You tell lies. Say the truth. Whatever it is, we'll find a solution to it. Than you are a liar. Saying the truth makes me happy. It makes me happier than doing dishes. You lie, but you are doing the dishes. Hey. No. So find out. Every, every parent and what makes them happy. I would prefer you take your schoolwork seriously than you play rugby. I say it again. I would prefer that you take your schoolwork seriously than you play badminton. Yes. Me, that's my preference. As a parent. Your parents' preference may be different, but me, that's my preference. So if you are my child, that should be important to you. I won't start, I'm going to be, I'm, 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 I'm going to be a rap artist. I'm going to rap. So everybody's 15 minutes in a different time zone. I like this song in particular. <laughs> in whose house? Go and like this girl in particular at another place. Not here. <laughs> for super sports in particular. It was a song for one of the World Cups or African Cups. Yeah. It's like when I get older, I will be stronger. They call me freedom. Just like. I think when we hosted the African Cup, that was the song for it. Yeah, for super sports in particular. Yeah. Adult, 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 adult. When you're an adult, provide for your parents. Provide for them. Don't neglect them. Don't forget about them. Because now you don't need them anymore. You got your own cash. You got your own wife. You got your own children. You got your own house. You got your own everything. Now, look after them. And provide for them. Care for them. Some of them may not need even financial support from you. Don't neglect them. Because you don't need anything. You know, we relate with people because we need things from them. Because it's for survival. So now when you don't need them for survival, will you show interest in them? Will you be there for them emotionally? Will you, because their roles change. Now you, you, you become like even the adult and they become like the children. Will you care for them like they cared for you? Will you visit them? Will you call them? Today's Father's Day, call your father. Call your mother. Maybe your father was not there. Call your mother and say, Mommy, thank you for being a father to me. And a mother at the same time. I never knew that it was so difficult. Call them. 
You are there receiving messages from your children. Who are you sending a message to? Did you come by yourself? Are you Elijah who just appeared? You know the only person in the Bible that there's no mother or father was Elijah. You know that, right? No, he just appeared in the Bible. Everybody who's in the Bible is and this person, no, Elijah. Now, the Bible just starts first kids. Now, Elijah. Ah, how? Yes, Elijah. He just appeared in the Bible from nowhere. Are you Elijah? You came from somewhere. Amen. I read this last scripture and then I close. It says, First Timothy 5 verse 8, it says, But if any of you provide not for his own, especially those of his own house, he has denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. Provide for them. Show interest in them. Yeah. Once they are still around, show interest in them. Call them. So now I'm here, you know. Right now I'm also a boss. Because she call, you send money to them monthly, they have to call you. Hey. Hey. My son. Please. I pray that God is looking after you well. Thank you for last month's money. Today is the 28th of July, but we are managing the Lord is well with us. If the Lord touches your heart this month, please add 100 runs to the 1,000 runs you sent because your sister's son broke the kettle and we need to buy a new, or the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> And we need to buy a new kettle. We went to save Hyper. We saw one. It's, it's 120 by some special for 100. Can you please? How can your mother write such an elaborate WhatsApp message to just ask you for an extra 100 francs? Say so elaborate. Just ask for an extra Even you will give the hundred runs, but there will be no blessing. You should be saying, is there anything else? It hasn't anything. Look, I, I, I don't need anything. This is an extra 200 just in case. Just in case there's something. Just in case. Even prices have gone up. Fuel prices have gone up. Oil is going. Oil has gone up. Fuel price is going up again next month. Everything. You, nobody should tell you. Food has... You should say that, ah, 500, what he used to buy. You know I mean? My wife brought oil home. She told me how much she bought it for. I said, no, let's not use it to cook again. Let's use it to raise the dead because it's very expensive. This oil, I'm taking it to church. Anytime anybody needs a breakthrough, I take it and I use it to lay hands on the person because the oil is very expensive. And let's cook with water. All our food must be boiled. Boiled fish, boiled chicken, boiled everything. No more frying. Boiled the tomatoes, we eat it like that. 
make a smoothie, we eat, we drink it. So you, you are feeling the pinch in your house and you think your parents are not feeling it where they are? You are wishing your boss will add another thousand runs. Don't you think that your parents are also praying that when that thousand runs comes, you also increase your support by 200 runs? Electricity has gone up. Water is going up. Hey, you send them a message three days before they reply. And you ask one, so eh, there was no data. Isn't it a message to you to supply data? Parents say amen. amen. Children clap for their parents. Now I'm, I'm in their territory. I'm in their, I was in your, now I've come to their territory. It's not always that you have data. How would they have data? And for them, some of them, they can't go to places like you can move around. So their only entertainment is social media. Provide for them. Just if he doesn't provide for his own. Number one, two things. Number one, he has denied the faith. He's not a Christian anymore. He's something else. Inshallah, he's something else. Do you get it? And then number two, he's worse than an infidel. People, on Father's Day, I came to call on us to turn our attention to the parents that God has given to us. To honor them. To appreciate them. Do the little that you can. For some of you, it's not financial. Maybe financially, you can't do much. But be there. Be there. Be there. I mean, when my children go to school, I'm always looking forward to them coming back. When one can say, where is the other one? Yeah. Why have you left the other one? So he's doing sports. Or he's playing with his friends. Who are those friends? He was just talking. He wasn't coming, so I left him. Why did you leave him? Next time, don't leave him. It's like, what, what? it's not the leaving. It's like, I can't wait for all of them to come back. Don't you think that by now, your parents are also there looking at their phone, hoping that it will ring and it's your name on it. Hoping that it's you. Seeing that now you can't come back every single day. The same way, the same feeling you have towards your children, that's the feeling your parents also have towards you. The things you want your children to do for you, that's the things your parents also want you to do for them. Turn your attention back to them and give them what you can give them whilst you have them. Because a day will come. The Bible says, having therefore opportunity, let us do good to them, to all men, especially Pray for us that our, children, our parents will always call us blessed. Our parents will always feel a blessing having us. So that this blessing of it being well with us will come to us in the name of Jesus. May God help us as teenagers, 
as adolescents, as adults, to be children who honor their parents. That we will live long on this earth. That we will not fight to survive, fight to be alive. But we will, we will live because God has blessed us with the blessing of life. And that it will be well with us. In the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet for a moment. I want us to pray for our parents. I want us to offer a word of prayer to God for our parents today as we close. Everybody here has a parent or somebody who's parenting you. I want you to lift up your voice and just speak to God. Thank God for their lives and speak to God on their behalf right now. Lift your voice. Begin to talk to God. Jesus. 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 Mam palababo. Randolomo. Sim paloba. Kemolaba. Sim palola. Tim patoba. Kamolobo. Sim paloba. Kemolata. Rampolaba. Katempola. Imandolo. Rimbelebabo. Randolobo. Sim babala. Rampalababa. Rondebede. Kemolo. Sipayala. for their health, that they will have a healthy life, they will live long, that they will not battle with sicknesses and diseases, sicknesses and diseases at this point in their life, in the name of Jesus. Speak to the Lord on their behalf. Some of you, it's only prayer you can offer for them at this point. Speak to the Lord right now. Speak to the Lord right now. Speak to the Lord right now. Make Komaya. Maloba brendolobo zimbalobaba brento bayeka nepoliso mayelataya ayoba kemolo bilababa brandolobo zimbaboba rimbeloba lempola kamembolaba ramboliba la kembosi bayela lord remember our parents remember our mothers remember our fathers lord keep them Keep them, oh God. Keep them, oh God. Nempolabaka. Pandolobo. Zimbatoba. Remekobaya. Keep their health. Let it be well with them. Strengthen their bones. Strengthen their muscles. Strengthen their tissues. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Napaloma sepayoba. Nepolatoma sepayola. Rampalababa. Brombilaba. 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 Lepolababa. Nimosi payola bababa. Brendo bakaya. Nepaloba semayolata. Nikomayala. Bandolobo simbalakataya. Nipoliba sotayebakota. Malebalaba. Give them good days. Give them good days, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. My God, my God. Provide for them. Provide for them, O oh God. Provide for them, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Lift your hands. Thank, thank God for your parents. Thank God for them. Thank God for the blessing of having them as your parents. In the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you. We thank you. Thank you that you remember our parents today. Be a blessing to them. Be a blessing to them. Let their health not fail. Renew their organs. Renew their tissues. Renew their cells. Renew their muscles. Strengthen their bones. In the name of Jesus. Let them enjoy their old age. In pleasure. In plenty, Lord. Provide for them, Lord. In the name of Jesus. We glorify you. Help us to be good children. Children who honor, who respect, who obey and honor our parents. In the name of Jesus. That they will be well with us. And we will live long on this earth. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. amen. Oh, say a blessed Amen. How many of us are having a changed perception of our parents from today? Yeah, I said a parent is somebody who could have been rich and has decided not to be rich to look after us. Yeah. That's what you have as a parent. So let's appreciate them. Clap your hands for your parents one more time. You are here this morning, you are not born again. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Maybe somebody invited you to church and you came. But today may be the, may be the right time to meet Jesus. To invite him into your heart to be your Lord and your Savior. You are here like that with every eye closed and every head bowed. Pastor, please pray with me. I want you to lift up your right hand wherever you are. I will pray with you. I want Jesus to come into my heart to be my Lord and be my Savior. Lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. I don't want to go to hell when I die. Please pray with me. Please pray with me. Please pray with me. Lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. Pray with me. If your hand is lifted up, I want you to come to me. I'll pray with you. Lifted your hand, please come to me. Come to me. I'll pray with you.
see that gentleman over there? He wants to share something with you quickly, give you a gift, and then you'll come back to your seat. Okay? Please go with him. you came to church today. Wow. You may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.